When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. People say ain't no good and I'm crazy as a loon Cause I shave my head in the morning and pick guitar in the afternoon Just like old Chief and Charlie I like to lay around in the shade well, I ain't got no money, but you better believe I got it made. Cause I ain't asking nobody for nothing. If I can't get it on my own. If you don't like the way I'm living, just leave this bald-headed country boy alone. What's up, folks? Thank y'all for tuning in to the Josh Terry Podcast. So, today, October the 1st, 2023, is the three-year anniversary of the show. And I am just, I'm overwhelmed that we're still doing this. If anybody would have been around the first day that we recorded and the people that were at the studio the first day, the people who believed in me when uh, we were starting, it, a bunch of those folks are still there, but there's a good bit of them that are not anymore. And I have busted my ass to get to where I am now. And this whole month of October is going to be an insane month for us. Uh, sponsors, I want to thank each and every one of y'all, by the way. Um, we will be having, I will be putting out on each new episode this month um, your your ads and all that kind of stuff. But these old episodes, like the one I'm fixing to let you guys listen to, uh, this is the very first episode that we've ever put out. I, I can't put ads on them, but don't worry. Uh, we're going to uh, we're gonna get a lot out there for y'all. So, uh, I mean, as far as the ads go. Uh, I just want to tell you guys that I'm grateful. Um, when I left radio, when I was fired from radio, I didn't know what was going to happen. And it's only because of you guys. You guys that I am in the position that I'm in. We're moving out of this studio um, this month. We spent three amazing years here at uh, Raising Grace Studios. Thank you to Woody Butts um, and everybody over there on his team for uh, for everything they've done for me. 
uh, we're moving on to bigger, better things. And I just wouldn't have thought this was the way it was going to go. I believed in myself because uh, if you don't believe in yourself, who the hell's going to? But just the way that everything has went, it has been insane to me. Um, I'm just grateful. I'm grateful. And I want you guys to hear how we started. I want you guys that are new that maybe didn't hear the very first episodes ever. I want you guys to hear what they were like and how far we've came since then. Um, I want you guys to hear that, hey, I still got the same outlook on life as I did three years ago. But maybe I go about it different. Uh, I listened back to this episode before um, I decided to post it. Uh, so for those who don't know, when I first opened the studio, I hired three girls. Three or four girls, I can't remember. Um, and I hired them because I wanted them to do the social media stuff for me. I just wanted to come to work every day, record my show, and move on with my fucking day. That's what I wanted to do. Uh, I didn't want to do ads. I didn't want to uh, do social media shit. And you see how that went for me. Uh, so I hired these girls and it didn't work out. And I've made a lot of jokes about it not working out and called them dumbasses and all that kind of stuff. But I do really wish all of them the best. They they are part of the start of the studio. Um, but I'm glad I ended up having to do everything myself. I really am. I'm really... Really glad that I had to do all of it myself. And I've had people that have constantly helped in other ways. Um, so, yeah, I mean, this this has just been a lifesaver to me over the past couple of years. And as the show grows bigger and as, as things that just progress for us, I just want to tell all of you thank you. Um and like I said, I want you guys to listen to this. I want you guys to listen to these girl stories and me talking to them. This was literally the first episode. Um, and all through this month, since this is the three-year anniversary of the studio, uh, I'm going to be dropping some of the very first episodes. Um, and I want you guys to listen to them. I want you guys to listen to them, and I want you to give me some feedback on it. Uh, also, look the girls up. I think they dropped their social medias in here. Look them up and check on them. Um, I'm going to release another one tomorrow. That is the one-year anniversary that I got all these girls to come back, and I taught them into coming back and hanging out and uh, being part of the show. So I want you guys to listen. And, um, look, I love you guys. I love you, bottom of my heart. Thank you so much for a wonderful three years. And um, I hope we got 10 more. I hope we got 15 more. I really do. I hope we don't fucking stop till we get to the mountaintop. Uh, but that only happens because of you guys. So I just want you to once again to know I love you. Thank y'all so fucking much. Please go leave a review from the show. Um, go rate the show. I really need you guys doing that. Um, please, it takes five minutes. It really helps boost everything that I do on this end. Um, also the Josh Terry podcast.com go order some merch. I'd very much appreciate that. Um, I'll never make y'all subscribe to my show or anything I do on social media, but if you like what I do, please leave a rating, leave a review, order a t-shirt or something, please. Um, but anyway, guys, I love y'all enjoyed this. We do have some new shows. 
uh, that will be coming out this month. Some very good new shows uh, with some big-name guests. So not everything we're going to put out in the month of October is a repost. Um, actually, it's probably only like five reposts. The rest are going to be real, real good for you guys. We're going to try to do 20 episodes this month. So this is the first one out of all of them. And uh, once again, thank you guys from the bottom of my heart for the past three years. I love y'all. Enjoy the show. At Kroger, we know the minute a tomato is picked, the fresh timer starts. The sooner we get our produce to you, the fresher it is. That's why we've shortened the time from harvest to home for our tasty tomatoes, strawberries, and salads. So no matter how you shop, you have more time with your fresh produce. Kroger, fresh for everyone. We've locked in low prices to help you save big store-wide. Look for the locked in low prices tags and enjoy extra savings throughout the store. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Going to a big football game? Walking around all day? Then you'll want comfortable shoes. Hi, this is Wes McClooney, owner of the New Balance Atlanta stores. Score a touchdown with a new pair of ultra-comfortable running or walking shoes. Come to the New Balance Atlanta stores. I'm telling you, we'll make sure you have the perfect fit and we'll treat you like the starting QB. Visit the New Balance Atlanta stores in North Point, Sandy Springs, Toco Hills, and across from the Mall of Georgia. New Balance Atlanta, experience the difference a custom fit makes today. Thank you all for tuning in. You're listening to Politics, Religion, and Whiskey. This is the first episode of the Josh Terry Podcast, brought to you by Raising Grace Studios, sponsored by Two Pilots Distillery. I am super happy today to have the Raising Grace ladies with me, Miss Lacey, Taylor, Olivia, and uh, Tori. We are going to kind of let you get an insight to what we do here at Raising Grace Studios, and you get a chance to know the girls today. Uh, I've had the privilege of drinking and hanging out and going to dinner and setting up shop with these ladies, and uh, I'm I'm just blessed to have them with me, and I think y'all are going to fucking love them. Uh, Ladies, y'all say hey. Hey! They sound and look as good as they sound, folks. I mean, they're they're cool. Uh, We got four here with us today, and Miss Bree couldn't be with us, but it's okay. We got got some stars. She's a star. Everybody's going to be good together. I want to get it started off by introducing uh, Miss Lacey. Lacey came in, and she was obviously not a sales rep. She was going to suck. Like, she was going to be shit at selling anything. And she started opening up to me about kind of her past and how artistic and different she was. And I was like, you know what? We need this girl. We need this girl to help us with a whole lot of stuff. And uh, Lacey, tell them a little about yourself. Hey, um, I'm Lacey. You got to get closer to the mic. I don't have to edit that out, but it's growing pains. It's okay. Just talk. Tell them about yourself. Um, I am 20. I am going to college full-time for a bachelor's in marketing management. I bought a house a year and a half ago. Um, I'm not from Georgia. I hate it here. Yeah, <laughs> she's from, she's a she's a hey, northerner. She's, Northern. she's from Oregon. Honest, you're being honest. You're being from Oregon. It doesn't. Matter. I like the cold. It's freaking hot here. No one likes the cold. Yeah, I, I love the cold. cold. Unless it's sixty five. Unless it's sixty five in my house. I, that's no. the only reason. No, 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 no. I'm talking like thirty five degrees outside. I want to go outside in shorts and t shirt, and I want to yeah. go hang out. Like that's how it is. Thank you. That's, that's There's the nothing best wrong with that. Yes. You can always put on clothes but you can't take seriously absolutely no i agree with True. you i agree with you there's nothing wrong with that and uh then to her side is miss taylor miss taylor is a firefighter at emt 
husband. I met uh, I met her because her husband's a vet. And uh, tell them a little about yourself. Hey, y'all. My name is Taylor Robertson Dixon. I am newly married, and like Josh said, my husband is a veteran. He was in the United States Marine Corps. He did two combat tours in Afghanistan. I have been a firefighter for four years. I just graduated EMT school with my basic. I am currently in advanced school and hope to go on to be a paramedic, and I am so excited to be a part of Raising Grace. And we're excited to have you. You and uh, your husband are both going to be great assets to us and uh, look very much forward to having y'all with us. And this next one right here, uh, we're going to call her O because she makes everybody say, oh, damn. Um, <laughs> I met her at a bar and uh, she's, she definitely stood out. And uh, when I was hiring people, definitely knew I had to get in contact with her and uh, see if she wanted to work for us because I believe she can sell fire and hell, to be honest with you, if she does it the right way. And uh, oh, tell them a little about yourself, darling. Um, I'm always down for a good time on everything I love. I am 26. I have two beautiful fucking babies. A horrible past, but it. I am who I am. Because Our past, past makes us what we are, though. Exactly. Exactly what it is. But um, if you ever want to have a good time, you know, you talk about anything, I am here. She's, def she's definitely a good time. And this next one, uh, she walked in the studio, and I was like, you know what? If I don't hire her, I'm hitting on her. And uh, and then and then I took all the girls out the other night in this one's outfit. If uh, if you wasn't around us, you were chasing her around like a puppy dog. Like it was, she shouldn't have wore that in public. But uh, Miss Tori, Miss Tori, tell them about yourself, darling. I am Tori. I am from Hawkinsville, Georgia. Go Red Devils. I have no one gives a shit. <laughs> There's not anyone listening but to this podcast do. right now yes, outside of middle Georgia, Georgia that even knows what the hell you're talking about. But we won the championship in 2015 okay. when I graduated. So we what year is it? 2015. What year is it? 2020, the worst year in the world. It's not that bad. It's not that bad. Oh, no, it's now it's not <laughs> that bad. But, um, yeah, I have two beautiful boys, Blake and Lucas. Um, they look identical to me. Um, they're my whole entire world. Um, I've been through a lot, but um, I'm actually ready to move on with my life. I had Amen. a crazy, crazy baby daddy. If y'all want to hear any stories. No, no, that's yeah. what we're, we're going to get into that because today, one thing that we're going to do with this podcast, and everybody's listening right now, is we're going to give them a chance to get to know y'all. Why they should love y'all, why they should hate y'all, why they should have any fucking thing to do with y'all, and... Uh, you're weird, you're married, you two just look like you're going to ruin somebody's fucking lives before the end of the day. <laughs> and yeah. you know what? It, it's going to be fun, and I cannot wait for everybody to get a chance to get to know y'all. And the one I want to start with, because I heard this stupid-ass story the other day. While all the girls were in the fucking hall, or I was, while I was in the hall and they were in the lobby, they were talking about their baby daddies. <laughs> I'm a fucking baby daddy. And I hope my baby mama ain't never got a damn story to tell like what I heard. I ain't trying to put you on the spot, Tori. But you got to tell them about that Christmas and that damn tree and all the bullshit that I heard the other day because it was fucking fabulous. Please tell me. Okay. All right. So me and my baby daddy got in an argument. It was like in the middle of the night. So all of a sudden I'm like sleeping in bed. He, like, snatches the covers off, starts a whole argument. I, like, run to my car, get in my car, crank it up, and all of a sudden, here he comes out the front door with a freaking Christmas tree, <laughs> throws it at my 
windshield. Wait, like a Christmas tree. Like, like an actual a tree? Whole Christmas tree, girl. Like like meat, like little big. It's like maybe it's like this bitch. Like, please tell me. It's like maybe five five. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's like our height. But like he throws it at my windshield. And I'm over here, like, trying to drive down the driveway with my head hanging out the freaking window. <laughs> like, trying to drive down the driveway. And all of a sudden, I hear, thump, thump, thump. And he's tossing, like, like reindeer at my freaking, like, oh, my no. back of my car. Like, like ornaments, like, ornaments. Like, 12 days of Christmas are fucking like hitting the Honda. 25 days. 12 days. 25, if you want to call it. But, like, yeah, like, he was just throwing it at my freaking back of my car. And I'm over here, like, speeding down the driveway. And then all of a sudden, like, <laughs> I try to, like, slam on brakes to try to, like, throw the Christmas tree off. And it doesn't get up out nowhere. <laughs> so I'm, like, climbing out of my car trying to get it off. And I'm, like shove it off my car and like throw it back onto the highway. And what like did he see on your there. phone to make him go that crazy? Oh my goodness. What did, all right. So we are, we always going to tell two sides of the story here. Mm-hmm. Right. Did you have something on your phone that would make him go ape shit like that? Well, see, this is the thing. He would cheat all the time, but so, as soon as he saw anybody liked my picture or anybody that he didn't associate with liked my picture or anything, he would just go crazy. Insecurities. Oh, no. So the insecurities. Yeah. Yeah, insecurities. Literally, like, somebody liked my picture or whatever, and all oh, of a sudden, he just, like, thought I was sleeping <laughs> with him for, like, ever. So, but yeah, were like, you? Crazy. No. That's the thing. So, the so person thankful. you got accused of for the Christmas tree getting thrown at your ass, yeah. you had nothing to do with. This dude was psycho. You should have fucked him. I'm <laughs> sorry. I, I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean to like your picture that day. <laughs> I knew better. Listen, I knew better. Show See, that's how I am, though. If you are going to constantly accuse me of something, whatever you accuse me of, I'm going to fucking do it. I'm going to go do it. Guilty dog barks first. Like, you, yeah. you are doing something fucked up. If you're going to be it's like... It's on your conscience. Yeah. If you're going to be like, you're banging her, I'm like, you know what? If I'm going to get in trouble for it, I I'm might as well do fucking it. do it. Thank you. Like, yes. If all I'm doing is thinking about it, fuck that shit. You're getting a slap on the ass. We're having a good ride Listen, from I there. Listen, I was like, <laughs> Exactly. Now I'm going to go do it. And then, and then as a man, you start thinking about like, well, damn, this bitch is liking my pictures. Does she like me? Like, see, y'all don't think about that from another perspective. If we don't see it as that, and we just see that somebody liking our picture, but then all of a sudden, you put it in our head that, hey, that girl's heart in your pictures. But she likes your pictures. It, it, and then you're like, oh, I can get this shit now. Like, I didn't <laughs> think I could before, but you get, like, now, I got the yellow brick road to that ass. But it, it, it depends on the reaction. Yellow brick road to that ass. Dude, I want that on a shirt. Right? <laughs> you like it because you the background of that shit. I think you just look cute in that fucking outfit. Who the hell has ever liked a picture because of the background? Me. No one. Me. No. What, no. Uh, what background did you like Listen, on that picture? I personally liked a picture. Listen, I posted a, a bikini picture with a sunflower. Yes. Oh, nobody was looking at that sunflower. sunflower. They were looking at that ass. That ass in a circle real fast. Nobody has seen that sunflower yet. They were asking me, so where did you get that sunflower at shower room from? <laughs> it was in my bathroom. But they weren't interested in that sunflower. I like your sunflower. They didn't know you had sunflower. You just threw my ego way the fuck down. Because that's what... <laughs> Damn. They, no, you should have boosted it the fuck up. They was fixing to go buy you a new shower curtain to say you take another fucking picture. They were going to buy you a new one with a, like a freaking, like, you know, one of the, um, one of the dream But listen, testers. the point is it's only on fucking sunflower fucking shower Because you're a dream. Curtain. It's me. You it was you. Me. It was the beginning. Not a fucking shower curtain. Right. 
In, in all fairness to the shower cutting, I'm sure it was Shower cutting. <laughs> this podcast is brought to you by Whiskey, Two Pilots Distillery, and uh, yeah, there might be some slurring going on, but there'll be some shit talking too. No one ever thought about that shower curtain. They saw your ass in a bikini, and they was like, you know what? Why are they asking about that's it? That's a nice shower curtain. Why are they asking about it? Then? Because they even ask you about your fucking britches you got on. But I would let them know. <laughs> oh, no. Well, I mean, you give them more information than they need. That's on you. Right. Right. They might have started off being just like, you know Listen, what? I'm I don't dirt- want to go I'm get that shower. Minded. I'm dirty minded. So when somebody calls me something, I'm like, they're trying to get this number. I'm speaking for the tribe of men here. You cannot do that to us. We see ball, we hit ball. Then don't you, don't throw ball, we won't catch the ball. That's right. Don't throw me the ball. All of a sudden, if you're fucking lobbing, uh, you know, softballs up here at me, I'm gonna try to knock the fuck out of it. Right. I'm gonna have blue balls sometimes. See, there you go. <laughs> that's that's why I don't like women. It's not fair. That, no, it's why uh, I love women is the yeah, fucking I'm problem. Like, like, no, I no, I'm, I'm, I definitely love women, but that's why I don't go to strip clubs. I love strippers. Because I love to hustle and everything. I don't go to strip club. I'm not playing for blue balls. Don't throw your no. money out on some bitches. Like, come on. I'm you not. make this money. First of all, I had to take anybody to dinner to get laid. I might as well take a random girl to dinner off a of Tinder. It'd be the same thing I spent on a stripper. Exactly. Except then I get laid. That's true. Hey, you have a, a cooler full of beer in the back. You ain't going to pay for that extra shit. No. Exactly. Oh, no. You can save money. I but I will say this. Whenever girls go out, we don't expect to pay for anything. Like, no, she literally it. told me yesterday. I did. I she did. said, I go to the bar when we do dollars. events with $2 in my pocket. She said, I get fucked up, I get drunk, and I walk out one morning and I walked in. Thank I you. ain't never lied. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll go in with $2. Niggas be throwing money at me. Yeah. Okay, go buy you a drink. Put the shit in my pocket, and they'll still go buy me a drink. But you're right. stupid. Men are stupid. <laughs> you're stupid. We have monkey brain. But, we can't help it. I do. Okay, I'm going to put this money in my pocket, but you can still buy me and my girls a drink. Yeah. Never and in my life. I walk out with money in my pocket, and drunk as fuck. And y'all always, like, bitching about equal rights. We can't do that. Like, shit, me? You better play your cards right. What? I ain't never in my life Listen, went to a I bar and been looking so... I ain't never been to a bar in my life and been looking so good. And a lot of girls like, you know what? I'm going to get him it. fucked up, and I'm sucking yeah. that dick later. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I'm sucking that dick. Ones, now, you going to the wrong one, too. So I'll I be ready for my nigga. Like, damn, hey, I like you. Let me buy you a drink. That's how, that's how I flirt. Yeah, but the guy ain't buying buy you just a drink But you listen, but let me tell Does it turn you on when a woman comes to you and says, hey, let me buy you a drink. Let, let me buy us a drink. I mean, it'll turn me off. What? Exactly. Does anything turn you off? There's a, a good man, bit. A man wants that when a woman can say, hey, let, let me buy this drink. Well, we like independent exactly. women. Exactly. But exactly. grown-ass men, grown-ass men like paying. Listen, grown men will never allow. I've never, I will not let a woman that a woman, that a woman, But a woman that has literally been on her on her own since she was seven. Seven, y'all. It's in, I'm independent. I've worked since I was 14 years old. But that's what drew me to you. Like, you're a fucking hustler. It's obviously, exactly. and I don't mean hustler in a bad way. You're a yeah. fucking hustler I, in the I, way. I got to make money. Exactly. I, I got to make a living. I, exactly. You know I mean? like, I, I've I used the example. We had to, uh, for anybody who doesn't know this, who doesn't follow us on social media, there's a girl that we hired that uh, did not show the fuck back up. I hired her because yeah. she was a stripper for eight years. And it wasn't because she was a stripper and she was attractive. It was because if I was a woman and I didn't have a lot going for me, I'd be a fucking stripper. If you tell me I can go work one day out of the week and take care of my youngins and my family, I'm shaking that ass. Thank you. 
I am shaking, and I respect the fuck out of that. Yeah, a woman if I had, I'm t- money, even, a, even now, if I had long dong, I'm going to be male stripper. And I swear, I'm slapping fucking shaking cheeks left and right. But the good Lord knew not to give me no big old pecker. He knew he he knew Josh be a stripper. He had AIDS. He just wouldn't be a good. <laughs> he individual. knew you wouldn't act right. He he didn't give me to act right. What he said he's hell? funny as fuck though. Know. That's all that matters. Right. No, but no, like that. I respect that about you. Yeah. I, I respect that about you. Also, something I really, really respect is the two you haven't heard a lot from yet is uh is Taylor. Taylor's an EMT firefighter. Her husband's a veteran, and Lacey, who is fucking weird as hell, and I absolutely you, I connect better with Lacey than y'all. Because <laughs> well, I do. I, I do. I do because I'm fucking weird. You I'm are weird. weird. I am fucking, I am weird. I, we're all weird in our own way, though. But that's perfect. That's why you're right. here. That's why all of us are we're here. We're different. We're all different. Uh, but I don't, I don't know if I want to hear from y'all first. I want to hear from Taylor first. Taylor, you go ahead. Tell him about y'all. Tell him about you. Tell him about your husband, uh, your life, and all that good shit. And, uh, you know, I think we kind of already covered that, but there's a lot to you. She does, uh, she does a lot of boudoir pictures. One reason I really like you is because of body positivity. Uh, I like how you empower yourself and other women with the stuff that you post on social media. It's one reason why I wanted you here. Well, thank you very much. I work really hard to show off body positivity, and it's because it's something that means a lot to me. I've spent most of my life, honestly, dating people that made me feel like crap about my body, and I hated it. Same. And this past year, or really this past year and a half, I made a a lot of changes about that. The, about a year ago now, I had breast surgery done. A lot of people close to me know that, but most women wouldn't opt for a breast reduction, but that's exactly what I did. I was very unevenly proportioned, and I went in to see a plastic surgeon and had a breast reduction done, and it is quite literally the best thing I've ever done for myself. I was struggling really bad with depression and anxiety before that I didn't even know was related to any kind of body positivity. But body once I dysmorphia had, is a bitch. Yes, it's and it's bitch. something that I didn't understand. You wanted to be comfortable with yourself. Yes. You wanted to be happy with yourself. And I was on depression medicine, and I had to stop taking it because I went in for surgery. I had to stop cold turkey for a week to have my surgery done. And after the surgery, I never went back on it. I just didn't need it. I felt better about myself, about my life, and just all around more confident and after that, I still had really bad scarring from the surgery, but I honestly love the scars. And I scheduled a photo shoot with one of my best friends who happens to be a photographer. And I did a boudoir shoot and a semi-nude photo shoot. And they are my favorite pictures that I've ever taken. And I am not shy about posting them or sharing them because I think you know, people should be more confident in their bodies. And you, and so you, sh- you, and you shouldn't be because everybody is built different. We all have insecurities. I, yeah, we do. But, like, I know with myself, I can eat right every day of the year. I can work out five times a day, and I don't look like the fucking rock. Beauty is your concept of beauty. Now, like, because of the fucking media and all that bullshit, like, you, everybody thinks, like, That's you got a big tits, fat ass, skinny waist. Yes. That ain't beauty. It is the confidence that when you see yourself, and you're like, you know, I'm a bad bitch. Yes. Like, and- I feel that way now, and I don't want to sound conceited or anything, but sometimes I don't care if I do you count, sound should. conceited because I worked hard to feel this way, and I am not knocking anyone who wants a bigger chest or who goes in and gets implants, but I wanted the women that choose to have a smaller chest or choose to change that part about themselves to feel confident also because I had so much backlash, especially 
from men in my life when I decided I wanted a smaller chest size. Because they said I literally just disrespected what God gave me. And that was the most sexist thing I've ever heard in my life. That's bullshit. Well, you've only been working for me like a week now. So you'll hear a lot more sexist things. That oh, yes, I'm might, looking forward to That comment to it. might not hold up. I am well, a professional like, at sexist comments. One of the things that uh, me and Taylor have known each other for a while that led me to Taylor is several years, well, not several years, like five years ago, I used to be like 330 pounds. And uh, I was with somebody, engaged at the time. I got called fat and unattractive, and I uh, got cheated on, got left. And when I did, it like lit a fucking fire under my ass. I was like, you know what? Fuck this bitch. I'm not ever going to feel insecure about myself again. I already had went through like uh, a lot of the mental health issues. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to do me. I grew my beard out. I lost like right now. I'm like at 110 pounds I lost. And I was like, fuck this. Nobody's going to define me feeling confident about myself. I'm not going to put my happiness and my confidence in somebody else's hands. And I commend you for saying if I don't, whatever your, your chest size was, like, fuck them. This is what I want it to be. This is what I want it to be to where I feel beautiful about myself. And that is body positivity, and that is something that we are always going to push here at Raising Gray Studios, is whether you're different, you flat as a fucking board, or you look like a damn Coke bottle when you walk in this door. <laughs> you're beautiful. Absolutely. It, 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 you're, you're beautiful. The biggest insecurity people have with themselves is their body. Yes. yes. And so when, when you change it for yourself, when you change it for yourself. And that's people, the only reason you should change it. It is. Exactly. It's for yourself. And fuck what everybody reasons. else. Fuck what everybody else has to say. Everyone always asks me. Happy, fuck them. Everyone asked me if it was for health reasons, and I'm not going to lie and say it didn't play a part in there, because with me being on the fire department, I genuinely felt uncomfortable putting my own fire gear on. We were training in the middle of the summer, and I've, I'm pretty I'm pretty small everywhere else. I'm just very big-chested, and I hated putting my gear on. I hated doing my job that I was passionate about. And one day, I remember just going home and going to my mom and just crying, and I'm like, I feel uncomfortable in my own body, and I've had enough. And it's the best decision I ever made for myself. And I, I did I do it for health reasons? Maybe later on down the line. But on the inside, I did it for me. And I never knew that it would fix my mental health as much as it did. But I feel so much better about myself now. And it's helped me, you know, branch out and come out of my shell more and post about my body positivity. And it, it played a big part in how I met my husband and how I was confident enough to, you know, put myself back out there after a failed engagement and, you know, being so traumatized from that. Well, that's one thing that I will always, always, with whether you work for me or you're listening to me, body, body positivity is something that we're always going to push because body dysmorphia, and that's what you're talking about, looking in the mirror and knowing, or not knowing, but thinking that you don't feel as beautiful as the girl next to you. It's fucking, it's a concept of our society. It's not, it's not us. You are just as beautiful as the next person next to you. Oh, there is somebody going to see you one day, and they're going to be you know what? That is the most beautiful woman I've ever yes. saw in my life. Mm-hmm. It does not matter what you look like. There are people, and dear Lord, please give me this, there are people ugly as damn sin out there, and they are with somebody that thinks that they are beautiful, and they think that they are beautiful. And love them And they are happy, happy as hell. So beauty is bef- defined, unfortunately, in our society by the media, what you see on TV and all this bullshit, but it's not. 
It's what's in your head. It's what's in your yes. heart. It's what the person next to you says. The confidence. In you yes, and confidence is beautiful. That is. Oh yeah. That I mean, that's, that's it for sexy. me. If you're not confident, I don't care how attractive you are—a man, woman, anything. If you're not confident, I'm not attracted to you. Yeah, and you shouldn't I, be because you know, if you don't believe in yourself, why should that person believe in you? Exactly. But exactly. if you walk in yeah. somewhere knowing I am. Just thinking, I am the baddest bitch in here. Because I am. Yeah, but you are. But you are. <laughs> Whether you know it or not, when you walk into that bar or you walk into you Walmart or wherever, there's somebody that is going to see you in there the way Indeed. you ought to see yourself. You're like, that's the baddest bitch in here. And I aim to be that every day. Even if no one else thinks it about me, I think it about myself every single day that I wake up. And I that's the way it should be. That's exactly the way it should be. I have a question. Yes. Um... You know, you said you decided to get your, you know, your chest down a little bit. Yes. Was you with your husband before you did that? No, I was not. I was actually dating someone that I was on the fire department with, but I, it was nothing serious. Mm -hmm. And I was not going to listen to a man's opinion at all when it came to my chest surgery. But my plastic surgeon actually asked me, you know, if I would... If it was going to sway my opinion, if I was dating someone, or if I ever wanted to breastfeed children, or anything like that. And, you know, that bothered me because that, along with other things, you know, women don't get to make a lot of decisions about their body medically. But I was asked multiple times, you know, if I needed a man's opinion or how my future husband would feel about it. And I didn't know my husband now at the time, but quite honestly, I didn't give a crap what he thought about it. Was your daughter a male? Yes, my right, doctor you, was a male. All right, because you just said something that I don't understand. And for all the male people listening to us right now, I want you to kind of elaborate because I don't know. Okay. So I'm going to learn in the moment. When you just said that you don't have a choice sometimes about your body, I don't I don't get that. Okay. I, I, I don't understand that. I, was speak, I know this goes a lot deeper than what I'm going to say, but I was speaking more along the lines of another surgery procedure that I had a year ago. It was a surgery on my ovaries. I have some fertility issues. And because I was unmarried and under the age of 25 with no kids, I am not able to make certain decisions about moving forward, needing kids or for fertility treatments or anything. I was told by multiple fertility specialists that I would need to be married first, need to be older. You know, I would have to have a husband's consent before I went forward with, you know, fertility treatments. And I know why does that matter? Exactly. And it may not be the same everywhere, but the facilities I talked to, it mattered and it hurt. So as a man, I don't, I don't, I don't get that. Like I am one of those that it's your body. Yes. I can't tell you what the fuck to do with it. I don't want to know. You're not fixing to tell me what to do with mine. So would it have mattered if you'd have, and I'm not throwing this out there to be weird, George, if you'd have been a lesbian, would they have asked you the same thing? Yes. Yes, they would have. Yes. And And you would have still had to have a man's Yes. Yes. Wow. I have, I've tried to do a lot of research on it, and it's not the same everywhere. I, it is, it's really where, not. Where was that in Georgia? I mean, it is in Georgia. Okay. Yes, I mean, it's, honestly, it's more of a conservative South. Was it Savannah? State. Yeah, no, it was not. But um, I and I've discussed it a lot. I've actually tried to read up on it, and you'd be surprised how many people can't move forward with fertility treatments because they're unmarried. Yeah. Like, why do I have to be? Is married? it okay? So, is it like a cutoff age though? Because how old are you? I am 24 right now. You're, you're 24. So is there an age to where you can, where they, okay. I'm, like I said, always try to see from both sides. Right? Yes, absolutely. Are they, are they telling you that because you're still young, 
that you ought to wait until you're engaged or married to make that decision? They is didn't that mention why, my age. Is that why they're asking? Or are they saying just because you're a woman? They did not mention my age whatsoever. The vibe that I got, it was more along the lines of why would they help me get pregnant and put a child into a single parent household if I wasn't planning on being with a partner or getting married. But at the time I went through the fertility questioning, I wasn't dating. But I have been fighting my infertility issues since I was... 17. I was told then I needed a full hysterectomy and it's something that I fought for. And, you know, I've been told, I've been told for that aspect that I was running out of time. But when I looked into fertility options, I kept hitting a wall because I was unmarried. And I don't see how that matters if I can take I care I of a child. I, honestly, as a man, that if, but you're married now, yes. but if you were not and I was to get in a relationship with you, I, I still don't understand why that's you your no body. Problem. Like, yep. it's your body. That's your decision. Absolutely. It's, it's either you go forward with it, and if the man doesn't like you because of that, well, more than likely, fuck him. Yeah. Like, my, that, question, my question is, how can people get an abortion on their own but can't be a mother on their own? Thank you. For real, though. Thank you. That's why I stood I don't up. understand. Abortion is something that I usually don't like to speak about because of my religious beliefs and because I don't do... I've not done very much research on it because I... Flat out, I don't believe in abortions because I... It's a heartbeat. I can't, I, I struggle to get pregnant. Me and my husband have been trying for four months now, almost the whole five months we've been together. And I, I mean, we keep hitting a brick wall. I struggle to get pregnant. I've always wanted to be a mother. And the concept of abortion is something that I will never get behind because of that. The people who believe in abortion are the people that don't really give a shit about being a Exactly. It, 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 I, I'm, well, my thing is, it's like, it's still your body, your choice. It's your whole I will body always say that, but... Off. But you really kind of got to be somebody out there that if you, all right, so if I go to a bank and I rob that bank, I know there's a chance that I'm either going to get rich or I'm going to go to prison, right? Yes. All right. When I have sex with you, I know there's a chance that either I'm going to have a really good time and get you pregnant or I'm going to have a really good time and get away scot-free. Yeah. So you know the stipulation before you go in. One thing that I will always say about it is if you've ever been violated, Yes. If you're a woman and you've ever been violated, understand that. That is a completely different. I, I, believe, I believe in the good Lord. I, I believe in the good Lord, and I'm a Christian. I always said that. I'm not an always. example setter. But if you did not plan on having a child with that person because they took advantage of you or raped you or whatever it then was, then don't jump into bed with then, them. Then, then that's a whole different story. Exactly. Like, that's a whole that. different story. Like, there's, I know what a lot of people are going to say. They're going to say, well, that baby could have cre- you know, cured cancer. That baby could have been the person who you're brought a world peace. Made you yeah, you're a miracle okay. But that woman has to look at that child every single day and knows what happened to her. Yeah, and think like, of her. That, that, that woman attacker. has to look at that child every day. Now, do I still agree with it? No. I don't either. But, but I understand. But I don't more. have ovaries. Yeah. I'm not a woman. And, I, and I, I do, I, and that's... I, I will never, ever put myself in a situation where I will tell a woman what to do with her body. I will respectfully say that I don't believe in it, that there's something positive could come out of a yes. negative situation. But if you know that you can't move on from that situation, let's be real. Y'all are the most pettiest creatures that good Lord ever created. Absolutely. The most savage Sorry creatures, the most savage Badass creatures that the good Lord ever created was a woman. We're gonna make her and if, you, and, and if you know that that child was something that should not be here, created the way the way that, the way that it was created. created. That yep. woman's gonna always know that. I don't think you'll ever not love the child. 
but you're always going to have that in your head. And you're going to hurt. And I, from I can understand that. That's why I try not to get involved in the abortion topic because of it's my, a hard one to because talk of my about. own personal experience. It is so hard for me to because I've met people that have great arguments. I've met people from all different walks of life that have different beliefs. Some people in my own family, and it's just something we don't talk about because everyone's walk is different. And the reason I can't get behind it is because I already struggle to get pregnant. And there are so many people out there killing children that I would literally die to have right now that me and my husband have been trying so hard for. And looking back now... It's all in due time, though. Yeah, absolutely. And looking back now, a year ago, when I sat in the doctor's office looking at fertility options, I, I was single. I wasn't dating anybody. I thought that was... That was it for me. And I mean, I was at a job that I wasn't super happy about and I I didn't really know what to do. I was at a crossroads, but something inside me told me not to go through with pursuing the fertility medicine then, that it was not the right time. I soon after that quit my job at, you know, a pretty big insurance company and went back to EMT school. And that's something I've always wanted to do. By the way, we cannot mention those insurance places. If you would like your insurance company mentioned on this podcast, uh, you, know, you can, pay you for can contact me for advertising. There you go. You can, you but, can t- contact Miss Taylor. Yes. So after that, I I left that company. I went into EMT school. I you know I went through the the breast surgery. I you know overcame my depression for the most part. I do still struggle a lot. And then I met my husband shortly after that, and we have only been together knowing each other for five months total. And we've been married for two and a half weeks. We got married at the courthouse because we're actually having a legit wedding ceremony this coming up Sunday on October 11th. And looking back now, I'm glad I didn't pursue the fertility treatments then because I well, met my husband. You know? that, I mean, that, that's my thing with a lot of things. God has a plan even right. if I couldn't see it. And I I met the person I'm supposed to be with. And we're trying now. And yes, we may be struggling trying to get pregnant, but it's God has a plan. And I, I got tired of trying to play God, even in my own life. Well, even if... And- and I don't know who all in here is because one thing when I didn't ask y'all when I hired you, your religious beliefs, none of my business. One of my best friends is an atheist, and uh, I love her. She's complete opposite of me, and I, I've grown to love people that are different than me. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, I love them. If they respect me, I respect them. But with the playing God thing, it's where if you don't believe in what she just said about playing God, it's the universe's time. And I commend you. For being that way and having that outlook on it. Because with my beliefs, it'll happen for you when it's supposed to happen. Yes. All right. My daughter was literally born 10 months after my suicide attempt. Me and her mother have been together for a little while. We've been off and on. And uh, I wasn't ready for a kid. I never, ever would have thought at the time I was ready for a child. Mm -hmm. And my daughter, at the lowest point of my life... Where I was, the only reason why I'm still here is because my dumbass didn't know the right pills to take. And I took 800 milligram ibuprofen. My liver will never, ever work right again. I feel that. But I'm here because I was stupid. Like, I didn't know what I was battling with depression and everything. I had no idea about it. I had to learn afterwards what was wrong with me. And the good Lord knew that I needed something to keep me here, that I had a purpose. So just like the way you and your husband are going through shit now, y'all have a purpose. You might not know what that purpose is, but in my mind, that is the beautiful thing about having faith. Yes. Regardless whether it's faith in the good Lord or faith in the universe, it's it's a plan. Our books are already wrote. 
it's we have different paths we can take in our book. And if I would have chose after my suicide attempt to keep trying to do it and off myself, I would not have been rewarded with my child. Yes, absolutely. My child, and like that's why her name, and you, everyone listening is going to get to learn it. Her name's Gracie because she's my saving grace. And I and think that is so that fitting. Was, that was my that was my fix. Yep. Like I knew that I was fucking up. I knew that I wasn't the person I was supposed to be. The good Lord knew that my dumb ass wasn't what I was supposed to be and I was living wrong. And he was like, you know what? I'm going to send your dumb ass down a reminder. My daughter. Like, he, he said to me, and this is where my faith comes from, is, you know what? You've messed up a lot. You're not living the way you're supposed to. But I'm going to give you a reminder every day why to want more, why to do more, why to be there. And for the ones of us in this room that have kids, we all know that story. Because they've got that story. You're going to have that story. If it's in a good... I just came off a of radio, right? Mm-hmm. The woman that I worked with on radio, same story with her. She had to have a hysterectomy. And I had to explain to her all the time that you can be a mother without being a mother. Now, will you ever know what we have? Don't know. That's in all due time. But if not, you can go to charity work. You can. There's another woman that I work with or work with that she can't have kids either, but she dedicates her life to charity work and helping children. Like, so I might be the father to one, but y'all have the option that if you're not there yet to be a a mother and father to a lot of people. Absolutely. And And, and, and that's what I want like a lot of people to know. Infertility is a bitch. It is. It's a fucking... It's something no one talks about. Everyone is uncomfortable talking about it. There is because, you know what, because we don't know what to say. Yeah. It's like, even then, me working in radio, I was scared to say anything about my relationship with my child because I didn't want to hurt somebody's feelings. And usually stuff like that, speaking for myself, that doesn't hurt our feelings. I love hearing my friend's children's stories. My very best friend, Amber, she got pregnant right after I left my first engagement. And to the point where she got to where she wouldn't talk to me about her pregnancy because I was hurting and I was struggling with not being able to, you know, hold an engagement together or have a child like I wanted. And I had to have that conversation with her that no matter what I'm going through in my life, those daily text updates on her pregnancy and my soon-to-be nephew kept me going those days. Yeah, but you're you're a strong-ass woman. There's a lot that aren't like that. A lot that are going to see, like, somebody else posting... Because this is, once again, I'm fixing to get cussed out by four women that's sitting in front of me right now. But y'all are petty creatures. Sometimes <laughs> sometimes you think that somebody posted something Just to hurt, hurt your us. feelings. Yes. And they had no yeah. intentions of hurting your feelings whatsoever. Now, do but, I see pregnancy announcements now that hurt? Absolutely. Especially since I have been you, actively but trying. But do you think that they did it to hurt no. your feelings? No, I don't. My sister, my half-sister, just had her second baby, and my, my cousin is pregnant, and my other cousin just had her third baby. And could I have taken that to heart, saying, you know, everyone else in my family is having kids and taking that slot away from me? I could have, but I didn't. And I know some people out there don't feel that way, but I was more happy to have those babies brought into my life because even if I never have my own biologically, I will get those moments with those babies in my life because their family members are like my sisters. And pregnancy announcements hurt me. Absolutely, they do. Even to this day, I'll get on my Facebook and scroll down the timeline. Everyone is pregnant. 
and I am so happy for them. I'll be the first one to congratulate them. It's been 2020, though, and nobody's had anything else to do. That's true. But, I mean, I still feel that little sting on the inside. Like, hey, when is it my turn? (laughs) When do I get to make that announcement? But I do also (laughs) have to realize that it's not my time. And this year, they may get their little blessing in baby form, but I got mine in a different form. Like, your daughter saved you. I feel the same way about my husband. I was spiraling completely out of control and and battling all kinds of mental health. That's the beautiful thing, though. You realize, though, that people who are open-minded and don't uh, play the victim. And don't play the victim. Now, you can play the victim in your shit all you want to, and you'll never see the benefits. If you'd have been pregnant already and you wouldn't have dealt with the infertility, you'd have never met your husband. I wouldn't have, and I am thankful That's your for that blessing. every day. That's your blessing. That's all of us. So, so, so many people, because you're not receiving the blessing that you want at the time, you think don't, it's not a blessing. You, you don't receive the blessing. Like, y'all, y'all, I got fired three weeks ago. I have my own studio and everything now. I get to work with four or five great individuals. I would have known y'all. The only person that I, well, I knew Taylor, and I knew Olivia from getting drunk at a bar and hitting on her. Mm-hmm. And sometimes but, God gives you what you need, even though yeah. it's not what you want at the time. That's why I told y'all, this is family. This yeah. is this is family. And Speaking of family... We got one right here. She's not gonna want to talk much. I'm just gonna tell you, she's weird. I fucking love her because she's weird. She's from we Oregon. We all love her. Yeah. She now, doesn't gosh. know it yet. She doesn't know it yet. But you're, you're family now. Like you're from Oregon. You don't know a lot of folks down here, and you're meeting maybe the worst people, best people slash. I tend you. to attract those kinds of people. We are a train wreck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love. It. I love it. <laughs> one of my favorite terms, and I know I've told y'all all, is trauma bonding. Is this that's what this is? Whether you realize it or not, I don't know what shit you've been through, but I'll guarantee you until 20 minutes ago, you know shit she's been through, that's true. or either one of them. That's true. Your shit ain't no more than our shit. Everybody has their own shit. But and, and that is what trauma, yeah. yeah, exactly. Everybody's shit's different. That's what trauma bonding is. So we got to know with like you coming down from Oregon and all that good shit, you got to spill some stuff now because everybody else putting their heart out on the table. We got here, Lacey's heart. Yeah, I teared up a little bit. So it's your yeah, but turn. you should have. You should have. I always teared up with you because I had three miscarriages, and they kept telling me I would never have kids. I would never have kids. Lacey, it's your turn. Lacey's a kid, though. Lacey, don't yeah, have I'm to go. I'm not a kid. Well, you're, she's you're 20. Oh, my God. Lacey, you're not because you have, like, My no mom has not worked since I was 17. I picked up and I started working. I went to an online high school so that way I could work. I've been... Handling my shit, handling my brother and sister's shit, making sure that they had their stuff for school, making sure they had all their shit. Like, I'm not a child. I might you be 20. Okay, well, you, you I might be 20. Yeah, I'm not that, a fucking you, child. You've, you've done, done more that shit. Now. You've done more shit. I bought a house at 18. You've done more shit, Yes. I bought a house at 18 for my mom. But I don't know. You might be more of an adult than I am. You are more of an adult than I am. Yeah. I bought a house when I was 18, so that way my mom could be somewhere where she was happy, and we didn't have to worry about, like, none of our family bullshit, because the rest of our family, like, we're the black sheep out of our family. They're all fucking stupid. Black sheep are always my favorite. For real, though. That's what, there's not, there's not one here that's not. I hired y'all because you're black sheep. This is a herd of black sheep. The rest of our family is, like, super snobby and, like, doesn't ever fucking help us on anything. They're like, oh, my God. Like, I had a job out there in Oregon for, like, six months, and I left my mom and the kids here, and I was supporting them. And they were like, your mom has brainwashed you. Um, You're fucking stupid for doing all this. And I was like, you're not fucking helping us. 
What am I supposed to do? You're not going to sit there and help my mom get a fucking job? No. You're not going to sit there. You're not going to help the kids with schoolwork? No. They're fucking calling me after I get off work to help them with their math shit. So what the fuck? Exactly. Like, exactly. Fuck it's fucking stupid. I can't stand I, I'm that the shit. one fucking doing this shit. You, yeah. you don't know our situation. Well, fucking get the fuck out. <laughs> I literally, I love I you. I can't stand so that shit. I'm telling you. I when love she you. Came in, I love when you. When she came in out of every <laughs> single one of y'all, and uh, for those that don't know this, I interviewed like 20 people. Okay, I interviewed like 20 ladies that fit the description of who I was hiring. She walked in my office, or in the studio, and uh, I told her literally, looking her in her <laughs> face, in five minutes of her talk, I said, darling, you're not a sales rep. Hell no. I, 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 was try, I tried to be real, because I we've all been to job real. interviews. All real. We've all been to job interviews, and they just blew smoke up our ass. I and fucking we waited, hate that we shit. We waited for that fucking phone call, and we never got it. We're all misfits and everything. She came in there and she, I'm telling you, I told her, I said, you're not a sales rep. But she's crazy. But then she started talking to me after the interview, after yeah. the interview. And she told me about her being artsy. Out of every one of you girls that came and interviewed, she's the only one that used the word art. Only one that used the word art. And uh, when she did, we talked a little bit more. We got into it. I didn't need to hire a graphic artist yet. This is true. I, I told she her. She made you want to. No, that's what I had no choice. She made She's you awesome. Want. She got, She's amazing. I love her. She's she my got, sister. She my got sister. put on my doorstep for a reason. Exactly. She is part of all of our lives now for a reason. We're a family. And I told y'all that this is a family. We might be a fucked up family. She just said it. A family We're of black sheep. We're we a family of black sheep. We, Look, we got our own fucking herd now. The black is yeah. my favorite right. color. For yeah, exactly. Yes. yes. I mean, I'm a fan of the colored girls. But <laughs> oh, just saying, I'm just saying, I like a little chocolate milk every once in a while. Every now and then, one little. Right, they season their food. Y'all bitches got to learn that. You can't ah, go up now. Come no, on. No, you Mexican. That don't count. <laughs> Y'all be putting jalapenos but in everything. You, you have no taste, so calm down. First of all, I got soul on super bad. I'm like seven eighth African American anyway. And I got all the spice and all that. Oh. Yeah, but that, that, that <laughs> one eighth is my credit said score. All the spice and all the nice. No, no she I'm ain't nice. Yeah, not nice. But though. no, but like, I'm, I'm gonna say something else. But with see. her, but with her, she literally—that's what I loved about all of y'all—is different. It's different. A different story. Like we all, at one point in time, we all needed a home. At 20 years old, I was in her position. Like, I didn't own my own house. None of that shit. I didn't move from a whole another side of the country to here. But I, I, was, I was in a very lost state at 20 years old. Very fucking lost. And I'll guarantee you, that one, that one, and that one was the same way. And one of the most yeah. beautiful things in this life is when you find out that there's other people just as fucked up as you are. I told every one of y'all, I'm not hiring or want to be around little, little saints. Nuns, nuns. I don't want to. I don't want to nope. be around people that have a perfect life. Nope. You're not entertaining. A spoon in your mouth. You, we don't. We don't connect. No, you're no. a good. You might be a good no, person. You might be a good person. But you know no. what? No. I like trauma bonding. I like people that are just as fucked up as I am. Because ninety nine percent of the people that are listening to us right now have had fucked up experiences. And you and you and you and you and me. Are all examples how you don't let it fucking beat you down. It might suck. It might fucking break your spirit at the time. No. But you fucking rebuild. You build on that fucking shattered ground. And you make yourself better. 
And that's what this is. That's why we are what we are. And we're going to only fucking get better. I use all the pain as, like, fuel. You should. You and But that's what it is. When I got called fat and unattractive and got cheated on and everything. And, and I was a big, I was a big motherfucker. Now I'm telling you, I waddled everywhere I walked. Like if there was a bus I had, it missed that motherfucker. Okay, people, I was a big, I was a big boy. I was a big boy, and I'm telling you, I was a boy. Every time, every time I went to the gym, and I don't go no more because uh, oh fuck, I'm comfortable. Let's go together. I no, no, absolutely not. Everything hurts now. I'm old, fucking bone. But every time I would go to the gym, I would think about that comment fat and unattractive and getting cheated on. Yeah. Every single fucking time I walked in that gym and I would do a mile. Now, like, you know what? I got called that. I'm doing a mile and a half. Like, I would push It was my, motivation. It was. It was. That's what she just said. It was fucking more gas in my tank to keep me fucking going right. and to make me me. Now, me, like, six years ago, wants to go back and kick my ass and tell myself to quit being sorry for myself. You You'll be mad at yourself in the world. Yeah, exactly. Now you'd hate yourself. Now I can come around y'all. I can go anywhere, and you said it earlier. When you walk into a room, whether anybody else sees it or not, you're the baddest motherfucker in the room because that's how you ought to feel. Absolutely. Exactly. That's every how day. every one of us, when we walk into a room, it does not matter. You can walk in this motherfucker in your PJs, and I do. And with your Walmart having ass feet because you ain't got no shoes on. I saw you walk across the park a lot earlier. But you got to on fucking concrete. No, I do not. Next to a fucking hospital where there's look, needles that be laid around. Look, but I work in a hospital. I'm not worried about no needles. The, the you, point you is, wherever you, you go. You can point any nigga on your worst day. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And she said it way different than I would have. But yeah, <sighs> you can pull any some bitch on your worst day. I could. The thing is, is you have to be confident. If you don't believe in yourself and you're not confident, you don't think you're the baddest motherfucker in the world. Everybody's going to see that. We are Who's going to think you're the baddest motherfucker in the world? You, yourself. It's about you. And that's what everything that we're going to do here at Raising Grace and everything I've done on social media before this is promoting you being a bad motherfucker. You just don't know it yet. Like, I don't care if you're 400 pounds or if you're 110 tight. Like, you're a bad motherfucker. There's a lot of girls in this world and men that some of us going to look at and be like, they're not that attractive. They married. I ain't married. They found somebody who wants to spend the rest of life speak with them. Speak for yourself. I used to look so at other people's yeah. marriages like that. I really did. I was like, why is a female more unattractive than me, married and happy and with their life until I had to stop looking at it like that? I would I, say they did weirder shit than Y'all you, must be I'm ready for... I'm not throwing you into that category. I'm into some pretty weird shit. <laughs> exactly. But y'all, <laughs> y'all must be ready for some more baby dad. With all that being said, though, Taylor, like, there's just some people out there that have been married before that have went through, like, self-confidence issues while they were fucking married, right? So... We've got two in here, and if we're going to talk about things like that, I want to hear from them, too, that have been married. So, Tori, I know you've been married. Oh, have you been married? I was engaged. Engaged. I, well, there you go. We got, we've got one that has been married, and uh, I want to know. And I don't mean to bring up anything hard, because I don't know their relationship. We heard the funny story earlier about the baby daddy. But what caused you to where you did not want to be in the situation you were with anymore. 
Well, I mean, it really all started with, like, the cheating and, like, you know, it all goes back to what you said with the the body. I mean, I literally, he called me lazy, fat, every name in the book, ugly, whore, slut, everything. So, it all goes back to that, which, like, makes, them, makes a woman literally feel like she's a crumb of the earth. I mean, I mean... It's like you could be the most beautiful woman in the world. You could literally be like a Carrie Underwood, but literally feel like a Britney Spears back in 2000 and what, two? Oh, goodness. Oh, no, I, just, I still would have hit it bald. <laughs> most, thing, most things I do are. But, no, like, I understand what you mean. Right. They made you feel insignificant. Exactly. And I don't know any of y'all's stories, but we've all done shit we're not proud of. But I would imagine when someone makes you feel that way, because I went through it, when someone tells you, oh, you're not good enough, but then the next person comes along and is like, damn, you're good looking. You're beautiful. Then all of a sudden you're like, oh, I'm going to pay them a little bit of attention because it builds up your self-esteem. Right. When, some, when somebody tells you you're not good enough, that it's where you, you it's not that you need to hear it from somebody else, but when you hear it from somebody else, your body and your mind can't help itself but pay that attention right and that's whenever it goes back to being able to be confident again and feel beautiful in your own skin no matter what you have on you can be wearing a trash bag but you feel great so you feel we, great and i imagine all y'all look great in trash bag but <laughs> <laughs> naked i prefer naked <laughs> well who the hell doesn't um but no like with you I've never, I, I was engaged, a very short engagement, uh, one of the best mistakes I ever made, because I'm not in it no more, right. but like with you, okay, uh, uh, you seem like a super confident person. I am, I am because of, you know, my history, you know, my history is pretty bad, I, I've gotten beaten, sold, and raped my entire life. Um, Did you say sold? Sold, sold, sold. Um... You're going to have to, uh, if you feel comfortable with it, you're going to have to elaborate on that because I, I imagine there's somebody out there my, that, that okay. just heard that and, and, my, and wants to know. My mama was going through some shit whenever, um, of course, she, I mean, she had me when she was 21. I was th her third kid. I was legit. She was 21 and I was her third fucking kid. But she wasn't able to raise us. Like, I remember her being out, leaving us in the house by ourselves. And I would be, I, to this day, I'm scared of the dark. I ain't gonna lie to you. I'm not scared of the dark. I'm scared of what, what's in the dark. Because her friend tried to hurt me. But um, when she did get us back, I was seven years old. It was 2000, uh, 2011 when the Twin Towers up. Is that what happened? It was uh, 01 when Twin Towers 01, 01, 01. That was September. My dad died in November on my sister's birthday. And I remember waking up that night, and I was like, damn, what the fuck? Like, something, something ain't right. Like, I can't sleep. And I, we were in foster home. We were in foster home. Six, there's six of us. <clears throat> and we're all separated, but except for me and my oldest sister. And I, I knew something was wrong. But, um... It's all right. You're, you're with family. If you want to share, you can. If you want us to change the subject, you can. It's on you. My mama got... When I was in foster home, my... My daddy died when I was seven. We was in foster home. And when, when we were in foster home, we got back with my mama. And she gave me away. She gave all of us away. And I remember begging her, that don't don't leave us with this woman, because I know 
I had like I had this feeling about people, and I was like, "Don't leave us with this woman because she's about like, she's gonna hurt us." I know she's about to hurt all of us. From seven to fifteen, this woman she beat the fuck out of me to where I was begging God to take my life. I didn't know what was going on. <laughs> my brother and sisters would get in trouble, and I would take the blame for it. You, you realize, though, because uh, me and her have talked. Like, there's a, a lot of y'all don't get to hear the behind-the-scenes stuff. But me and her got to talk yesterday. We sat here, and uh, I realized when I was talking to her, like, one of the things I absolutely love about people is that warrior spirit. And there's probably somebody out there crying right now. There's somebody upset. But let me tell you, that's a badass right there. Exactly. Let me, let me tell you, if you think... That you are tough. You don't fucking know tough until you've gone through that. And that's one thing I've, I've told her from the very first time that she came in this office that she had a story to tell. And uh, this lady, y'all, this lady, I swear to God, she had put poison in my food. She put poison in my food. And one time it backfired on her. She tried to throw hot grease on me, y'all. Hot fucking grease off the fucking stove. And she threw it back and it hit her fucking back. And hit her back instead of me. That's the good Lord putting somebody in his yeah. place right there, darling. Yeah. Exactly. That's that's exactly she what put, it is. She put poison in my motherfucking food. Like, bitch. Like, why are you trying to kill a child? Because they, they hate them they hate themselves. I mean that that's the but that's the point. They absolutely hate this themselves. lady legit sold me to the Mexicans next door to our house. Next door to my motherfucking house, she sold me to this fucking neighbor. Her real grandkids. See, this lady that got me, or got me my siblings, was my baby's sister. So my mama has six kids. And the last one is from, like, a white guy. All, of us have, all five of us have the same daddy. But the last one is from a white guy, and he used to be the fucking old mama. I remember, I remember being on the front porch of my grandpa's house in lines. And the ambulance come pulling up, take my mama out on a stretcher. She I had overdose on pills. But she had did that. Now I realize that she had did that because she was getting beat all her fucking... While she was with this man, you know? And I was like, man, I, I can't go through that shit. Like, I can't go through it. But we were back and forth. My mama just kept being with this... This guy just kept, just kept hurting her. I was like, why are you doing that? And he would hurt us, y'all. I swear, I would... I was seven years old, and my daddy had just died, and we got taken back away, back to foster home. Mama got us back. She would have us not even for a fucking month. She would fuck up again. She knew she was about to go to prison for um, embezzlement. She signed over, um, what is it? Custodial rights. Custodial or, fucking rights. And I remember rights. her signing over a fucking deep freezer. I was sitting right there. I was nine. I was nine. A lot has happened between seven and nine. I was nine years old and I was trying to, oh, Mama, please don't, do not leave me with this woman. And this bitch fucking left me with this fucking woman. Like, I am your daughter. I am crying. I am on, I am at your fucking feet, bitch. Like, I'm at your fucking feet and you let me be with this woman that sold me. 
to the fucking Mexicans next fucking door, have your fucking nephews and your fucking grandchildren fucking beat the fuck out of me. This bitch would beat the fuck out of me. Could you put rat poisoning in my fucking food? Like, you realize though, and as fucked up as it sounds, that every one of us, every one of us have to go through shit like that to be where you are now. The fact that you have dealt with that, you've never ever, as long as I've known you, you've sad. never played the victim on it. Though. I can't. You, I can't because I have to be stronger for everybody else. Because you're a fucking warrior. Like that, that's what the I, I do this for my kids. Because you're a fucking warrior. I do this for my kids. You are going to give your kids way better life than what you ever had to do. Like, all of, all of y'all, like, you are a bad Seven motherfucker. Seven through 15, y'all. At 15, I finally bought this woman back. When I bought her back, she called the cops on me and got me for an unruly child. And they told me, they said, you better go to YDC or you better find your mama. I was in eighth grade in Tano County. Eighth fucking grade. And they said, you have a choice. They called me in the office and they said, you need to find your mama or you better go to YDC. I said, you go find my motherfucking mama. She still ain't fucking been there. Yeah, but let me ask something. Do you think you're stronger? I'm a hell of a lot. I know that for a fact because I know what I've been through and I know what I can do. Yeah. This is what the fucked up story about all that is. Is if you would not have gone through that shit. And by the way, nobody should should ever have to go through that shit. There's not a single person in this world that had to deal with what you dealt with. But you know what? You a bad son of a bitch because of it. And, you and you're were, a great mother. Yeah, you're a great mother, and you're gonna you're gonna empower women and children across this world because of what you went through. The worst thing that we can ever do is be like ashamed of our scars. Not you're not wear them fucking scars. Whatever it happily, is, happily. wear those scars because you know what? They're a badge of fucking honor. How if you serve our military, you get an award or you get something when you've gone through some bad shit. Our life is the same way. We have emotional scars. If y'all ever catch me doing this right here, I have a big scar. She threw a fucking pepper can at me, y'all. A fucking pepper can. I have a scar right here. And every now and then, like, I do it every day. I catch myself doing it every day, but I feel it every fucking single day. And I can't help it, but it's right here. And a fucking pepper can. Because it's a reminder. I, I swear to you, what it is, and I would almost bet you that every time you get feeling down or whatever. I feel that scar. You feel really that do. scar. You feel that scar. You know why? I'm trying to calm myself down, really. You is are, what it is. Because you know you made it through that day. <laughs> every one of us has said at one point in time that this is the worst fucking day of our lives, right? Everybody that is in this room with us right now at one point in time said this is the worst fucking day. I don't know how I'm going to make it through that day. That's why I'm so defensive. That's why I'm so defensive about the people that I surround myself with, especially my fucking kids. Like, I I would torture a bitch in a fucking shed if I found out they ever hurt my child. I don't give a fuck. You will suffer for the rest of your life in my shed, in the backyard. Nobody will ever know who you are because I will make sure you fuck. Because I, there's a hell of a lot more to my story. You know, it's for another day. But it's just like, I am who I am because of the shit that I went through. And I have to be this person because of, for my kids. And if I didn't have kids, I swear to God, y'all, I'd probably be some fucking junkie under, uh, under a motherfucking bridge. Because I, at one point, I let it all get to me. 
Like, I put myself down. I was like, man, you ain't worth fuck. This bitch made you feel like you weren't worth the fuck. She'd shave my fucking head. Somebody called me beautiful. She bleached my fucking clothes. Like, come on, bitch. I can't. I, I don't. No, no. But the thing is, what you don't realize, and I've talked to every one of you about this, is what you are talking about right now. Help somebody. There's somebody out there that's like, you know what? I've been through some bad shit. But, but what mama girl, gives away their kids? But so that much. girl right there is fucking still pushing on. I have to. It's a part of life. That is why, besides for your appearance or whatever, that is why you're a beautiful soul. And people could look at me and right think that I have never been through anything because I know how to hold myself together because I have a strong fucking mind. You know, some people don't have that. Some people don't have a strong mind. You have to remind them, like, listen, you control what's in your head. But you know why? Because they're not strong. You are fucking strong. You're a warrior. You don't know it. You, that, that's the thing. There is everybody that is listening to us right now. They don't realize it. But you might be the general of fucking warriors. My daddy because died you, when you, I was in foster home. You've been through more shit than most of us can comprehend. We think <laughs> our days are bad. You've been through some bad fucking days. You have no idea. But you're sitting here. You're alive. alive. You're I'm healthy. Young, you're and you're healthy. beautiful. You're beautiful. Your youngins are took two care of. Two beautiful fucking children. Blessed. Yeah. Blessed. That's all I care about right so now is like, my two babies. People have the choice. And that's what I love about your story. And you told me a little bit about it before now. I'm glad everybody got to hear it. But you're a fucking a warrior poet, darling. You've been scars through some bullshit. Everywhere. You've got scars everywhere. But you know what? You're still the first motherfucker on the front lines. You're still the baddest Bitch to throw bows. And I will for any of you. Yes, it's family. For any of you. I told every one of you. I didn't pick y'all for fucking by choice. This is family. I love your fucking scars. Most most folks are going to look at us and they're going to say, they're damaged. The black sheep. Yeah, they're the fucking black sheep. They're really damaged. Are the sheep we are the black sheep herd. <laughs> yep. But they're damaged. But you know what? We're real. Her letting her heart out. You, you, and you. Y'all, y'all don't know her, but Lacey. Lacey got fired the fuck up in here a while ago, and it's one of the proudest moments I've had in my life. Because it was the way you showed the fuck out. It was, it was the way that I wanted to see that from you. I could tell from the moment I met you that you had that fucking fire in me. And it took being around people that had fire in them. Creativity drives creativity. You had to be you. Tori's going to be her. Olivia right now is over here. We want to get her a fucking box of Kleenex because she deserves it. And a whole lot more liquor. But it's okay. We're going to take care of her because she's family. But people have to let that shit out. One thing that if you're listening to us right now or you're in this room, if you don't let this shit out, it eats you alive. I it fucks you up. I learned that shit up. I learned that. Every it's once late. in a while, you got to drink too much and fucking holler about it. That's how I cope with shit. I, I, that's the that's the that's the wrong way to deal with you know it's trauma. Not, it's not the wrong way, but it's not the right way. Exactly, but that's how I and people like judge me. Oh yeah, you drink too much, but you don't know what I go through. But, I, I can't just talk to anybody and everybody. But like I got to be comfortable with the you, people right? that are listening right now, though, and people in this room. It's called trauma bonding. I'm gonna say yeah. to y'all every fucking day. I do not want to listen to Perfect. the saints. I don't want to listen to people that's perfect because anybody that acts that way is a fucking liar. Liar. 
Every one of y'all have been through shit. Olivia's shit's bad. Your shit's bad. Your shit's bad. Your shit's bad. My shit's bad. But are we fucking standing here right now? Yes. Together. And we're here together. People want to. People want to roll with folks that makes them feel better about their life. You know what I want to? I want to roll with people that just open up about my shit, get it off my chest, and fucking deal with it the right way. Cry, drink too much, let it out. The ones that don't seem to fit in anywhere else. That's what this is, though. There's people that's going to be listening to us right now that are without a doubt going to have our backs. They're going to have your backs. And like Olivia is the first one besides for Miss Lacey a while ago getting fucking ham and getting mad that showed their heart. That is what Raising Grace stands for. Somewhere between Raising Hell and Amazing Grace. And I'll, I'll be real with y'all. I could not have picked a better group of people to work with. I know what's in y'all's hearts. You don't know that I know it yet, but y'all got put on my doorstep for a reason. You got put in the radios of people that are listening right now. And as we end this podcast for today, our first one we've done, I want to tell each one of you I'm proud of you. Uh, and y'all are, y'all are amazing. You're all fucking stars. You just don't know it yet. Every one of y'all. Thank you for sharing your stories with us. And everything that we do going forward is a family. You guys are superstars. You're going to help people. You're going to reach people. Your story and your life experiences are for a reason. You can either play the victim or you can play the fucking hero in your own story. You can play the person that got beat down, that got locked in the fucking witch's castle, or you can play the knight in shining armor. That's up to you. You know what I got for Christmas one time? (laughs) A pair of um, Dollar General's... um fucking house shoes in a stock team box. I swear to God on everything I fucking love. That's what I got for Christmas one year. I hate holidays. I hate every fucking... The, my favorite holiday is fucking Thanksgiving because all I got to do is eat. On every... I hate every holiday. You know what I always celebrate I, for I, my I'm kids. just going to tell you, what we're going to have to do, what we're going to have to do is me and you are going to sit down one day and you're going to get your own podcast. You're going to get to tell your story the way that you wanted to tell it without anybody else opening up because you deserve it. This is self-therapy. Anybody that's listening to us right now is self-therapy. Fucking house shoes in a sorting box. Who does that? Who does that? I was 10. Don't worry. You you don't ever have to worry about this film again. I just want to tell all y'all before we sign off, I love y'all. I appreciate it. I look forward to everybody getting to know y'all, me getting to know y'all. Olivia? You're the one who opened up the most. Thank you. I sure appreciate it. And uh, for every one of y'all, anybody listening, Raising Grace Studios first podcast, it uh, might have been a little rocky, but I hope it hit somebody. I hope it hit somebody hard. This is us. This is real. We love We're, y'all. We love y'all. Y'all we tell love it. You. And y'all remember, everybody here at the studio is somewhere between Raising Hell and Amazing Grace. Amazing Grace. Grace. Kim tried goat yoga to find her zen. Then the goat munched her new mat. That's when she changed her ohm to, um, I need a better way to deal with my stress. With Aetna, you get mental health support as part of your plan. 
And our large network means you can always get an appointment with a therapist that's right for you, in person or virtual, on your schedule. And that's how Healthier happens for Kim. Find out more at Aetna.com. The United States Border Patrol has exciting and rewarding career opportunities with the nation's largest law enforcement organization. Border Patrol agents enjoy great pay, outstanding federal benefits, and up to $20,000 in recruitment incentives for newly appointed agents. If you are looking for a way to serve something greater than yourself, consider the United States Border Patrol. Learn more online at cbp.gov careers usbp. That's cbp.gov careers usbp.